This is a special episode of the Sports Fluent Podcast. I'm going to be joined by Dr. Kizzy Dominguez, and we're going to be discussing transgender athletes in high school, college, and the pros. Hope you enjoy. There's a lot of states, uh, I believe it's 20 some odd states, are allowing athletes to compete at the high school level um, and collegiate level with the gender that they identify with. Um, Connecticut, however, there's been a group, of, a Christian group in Connecticut that has uh, started a, a form to stop that from happening because they think it's unfair. So I know that that's a lot of information kind of bogged in together, but I just want to start and get your opinion first on the transgender athlete and kind of what are some of the issues that you're seeing with with that in, in today's society and with athletics. And then maybe we'll dive in a little bit into the psychology of how it affects the other competitors and them. Does that work for you? Yeah, it definitely works. It definitely works. From what I've, what I've seen and what I continue to see, because there were some recent things that have even occurred even during this pandemic, is that more and more people, uh, more and more young people um, are at a point where maybe they're transitioning in high school or, or maybe they were always transitioning. Maybe they're transitioning since they were young and maybe nobody knew until they make it, made it public. Um, there's a situation of that going on um, like in Idaho. But the bottom line is, in particular, for female athletes, the concern is a person who is trans is creating an unequal playing field and that they should not be able to compete against cisgender female athletes, um, females who who identifies female and whose gender identity matches that is is often how cisgender or cis is typically used. And so that's the overarching dilemma when it comes to sports, whether it's high school, Olympic. However, there's really not much attention paid to a female transitions to be a male right so so i'll go back yeah i'll go back a step and say i think it's a good thing that we're now in a society that i think people are more open and accepting and maybe that's why we're seeing more uh openness about people coming out and kind of identifying the fact that they are uh, transitioning etc so so there's a positive there um and i i think you're right it's it seems to be what I'm hearing more on the, the um, um, someone who was born a male who's transitioning to a woman. That's been the bigger complaint, not as much on the other side. So, so let's, let's talk about that first. So why is it just the, why do you think that's the case? You know, this one, it's, I really think it boils down to a couple of things. I think, yes, I do understand 
hormones, physiology, I get all of that. And so for many, the argument is the playing field isn't equal because they still have hormonal levels that are different than cisgender women and therefore it's just throwing everything off. I get that. But then there's part of me where I wonder, is this a situation of kind of a stereotype bias of women where we're often taught and it's reinforced in some societies that we are less than, we're not as strong and, you know, tons and tons of examples provided. And again, I get it too. When you look at mile times and you look at other things, I get that. I totally yeah. get that. But I often wonder if the, if the emphasis on women because of the two, but really highlighted because of, in a way, the stereotype bias, because I don't, because it leaves me wondering what is the, what is the win? What is the reward, for instance, for the group in Connecticut winning? Is it scholarships? Is it trophies? Is it Olymp- I, I You know, I'm, I'm trying to think like, what is the ultimate reward that comes out of that mm-hmm. by yeah, wanting a ban or, you know, wanting to intervene into the current policy? Yeah. And that, that, that's the question, right? Because again, if you go with the stereotypes, it's, you know, the guys are bigger, stronger, faster, but not all of them. Right. Or right. You know, as, as a kid, we heard this, the terrible, terrible, you throw like a girl or you run like a girl. I, I still don't understand yeah. what that means because I've been beaten in a race, but um, that, you know, I don't think I, I, I want to take those aside because I think one, yeah, they may be true, but just like anything else, it's, they may be true in some instances, but they're not true in others. Does the influx of a transgender athletes help push the sport forward? Like, does everyone become bigger, stronger, faster, right? Do, you know, uh, to your point about the, 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 this, this, um, this group in Connecticut, I don't know. Is it that they're, they have daughters and they're fearful that they're going to lose some scholarship because someone who's transitioned beats them out for that? I, I really don't know. Um, I guess where I wanted to go today was to the psychology of it. So does, you know, for the athletes themselves, I'm going to put the parents on the back burner for a second because there's there's good sport parents and there's bad sport parents. So I want to leave them out of it for a second and say to the athletes, like as a as a female athlete or as a male athlete, having someone competing against you who has transitioned, right? How does that or does it affect your mental make makeup or do you just think this is just another competitor and I got to go out and you know beat them or compete with them just like anybody else? It's the it's the psychology of thinking. Oh, they have an unfair advantage for many. For so many, it's yeah. It's thinking. Okay, they have an unfair advantage, and then just feeding into it, opposed to looking at it with a different lens. Okay. Instead of looking at it with the lens of let let me be better, let me do better, what can I do? It's well, I can't compete. There, this person is was born a man, or they're transgender, or they're, 
yeah, they're they're born a man or they're intersex, and I, you know, I like just throw up your hands. I can't compete. Right. Yes, that's obviously the, the negative. Is there is there? And I know we're talking a lot about female athletes and and people born males transitioning, but we'll go to the other side too. But is there is there a positive that comes out of it? Is there a, a again, whether it be from a competitive side or from the the psychological side? Is there is there something positive you can see that can be made out of it, and is it just something that is it just time and awareness and education that needs to happen, or do you think this is you know, we're not going to try and solve it today, obviously, but do you think it's something that this is just going to be a long term issue that people will battle from either side for a long time to come? It definitely has a positive. I mean the 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 positive is having the conversation and being inclusive because there were times, what was the belief that a, a woman ran, was it a, a marathon was going to explode or something? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I believe, I believe. Yeah. I remember that. I believe that's what it was. <laughs> the world would yeah, implode. I believe if she ran a marathon. Yeah like, we, <laughs> yeah. like women, like we couldn't run. I mean, and there, I mean, all types of stereotypes, same thing with race. You know, I remember personally when I was in going to high school, so so I played sports in like middle school and and so I was the only person of color there and then I was visiting this high school and all of a sudden this, this coach is like, Okay, so Kizzy, you're gonna play basketball here, you're going to play volleyball, if you play and then you're gonna run this and you're gonna do this for track and I'm just like, Okay, I've never played basketball in my life. My track and field skills are horrible. My volleyball skills are decent. And it was just like this assumption that, oh, here's this black female. She clearly is like some like sports goddess. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not yeah, you have to be an athlete. Absolutely. It, yeah. You have to be an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, many people um, have encountered this and will continue to encounter this. I think so the positive is having the discussion and realizing, okay, well, we're, we're making progress. We're having discussions. We're at least on the path to moving things in the right direction. I think at, um, what was this, the second part you had asked about? Oh, the. Um, yeah. If it's, again, if it's something that you see a, when I say near future, I'm talking a couple of years where we can, there's whether it's legislation or just acceptance because of, again, education, or is this just something that, you know, 20 years from now, we're still going to be battling, um, you know, whether it be the stereotypes or people saying it shouldn't be allowed, whatever, you know, obviously I think forever there'll be some portion uh, of the world that believes, you know, what you're born is what you're born and that's it. So I, I get that part, but for the overall, for the masses, for the majority of the people, do you, do you see this as something that will, will come to, to a conclusion or is it just for the rest of our lives, be it high school, college, Olympics, that we're going to be struggling with, um, you know, I hate to say like, because some people have said this, not me. Well, if, if a transgender athlete wins a medal, you know, there should be like an, everyone's big on these asterisks now. Oh, there needs to be an asterisk beside it to say, well, yeah, that person won, but they were transgender. Or is it, you know, is it male you know, is it the men's 100-meter dash, the women's 100-meter dash, and then the transgender 100-meter dash, right? Like, 
where do you, if you had a crystal ball, and I'm, I know I'm going to be wrong with my guess, but do you have a guess on what that looks like down the road? I, I suspect I'm probably going to be wrong too. I would, I suspect that it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a long road because of the nature of it, of it being, it's sports. It's sports. And so I can see there being potentially, you know, the, the three groupings, having male, female, trans. I can see that. Um, I can see the asterisk. I think it's definitely going to take time. It's definitely going to take time because there are people who are trans and you don't know. And I guess the you know the only way somebody would potentially know is maybe if they do some research on that person. I don't even know if a physical exam, because uh, I know in some situations that's what um, I don't know if it's certain states that they require some kind of physical exam. But I think it's going to take time because even if someone's trans and they started transitioning when they were let's say young like five, six, seven, seven, eight, um, doesn't mean that they want to raise their hand and tell the world when they're in high school or even when they're competing for Olympics. So I think it's just going to take some time because it's something, it's something that people have a very hard time understanding and especially since it seems to it, it it seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, why is all of this happening? How would somebody understand? How would they know? I don't believe this, you know. And it's just it's just going to take time because it, it's just you're. It's not just you know competing for sport, but there's so many things, other things wrapped into this. Right. Scholarships and awards and sponsorships and jobs and there's you know all of that and then meanwhile some may argue what about the case for supporting certain women's sports or what about the case for supporting the sports that period of who compete in them don't receive any attention you know I think of um, I once had somebody who um, is in a basically Olympian Olympic skeleton athlete. Yeah. And and I remember just I, through her learning how they just don't. I mean, nobody knows about them. <laughs> People know a little bit about bobsled, you know. And so it's right, right, to yeah. see there being just in this this anger of okay so now we're talking about transgender athletes well what about talking about bobsledders right what yeah, about you, why well, are you we hear, talking about powerlifting yeah well you hear it all the time just you know NBA WNBA right there was obviously okay. the big thing with the the US Olympic um, the men's soccer team and the women's soccer team right yeah. they're winning the gold medals but the, the pay is not being equal and so those yeah those are all right this is a big, big issue. And, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to, to talk to you about it from a, like I said, from a psychological standpoint, because I don't, you know, you, you, you want each person to be who they are. And I think that's great. And, and, and I think there's way more, still a long road to go, but there's way more acceptance. Um, but at the same time, 
right from from the from the psychological side does this just destroy right you don't want it to destroy female athletics right you still want women to be empowered and strong and and do what they do and on the other side right you just you're kind of it's so it kind of even i'm split right where where i say yeah i think that they should be able to compete with you know where they what they identify with but then at the same time well is it fair that you know this girl loses a scholarship to someone transition. I don't know the answer, right? And it's and that's that's why it's so such a big issue. And some people feel so strongly on one side or the other. So when I was doing my research on this, I'm sure uh, you as well. When you were looking it up, you see so many varying reports, and and there there doesn't seem to be a, like a middle ground. It, it very much seems to be very polarizing, where they're very much against it or they're very much for it. Uh, did you did you seem to find that as well? I did. I, I really did. And some of the things that I, I came across, I still feel like it's so it's borderline sexist and it's stereotypical. And just some things where it's where some will talk about how they transition and how things change for them with maybe their um their strength or some things with um, maybe agility. And, and I'm thinking, well, you know, there's many factors at play. Maybe that's just you, but there's also women who are just beast at that as an athlete or just with their physical fitness, you know, cause I think of, I mean, though the, the focus is on, athletes you know they're a field like to be a firefighter you have to go through these stringent tests yeah for sure. physical, you know tests and it's and and so some of it i just there's this part of me that just sincerely believes so much of this is just based in sexism and i and i this is the one thing i put out there the day the day a trans athlete who goes from female to male, goes out there and kills it. I it could be any sport. It could be badminton, could be bowling, it doesn't matter. When they do when or maybe they're doing it, you know, I'm not to overlook anyone out there. When that happens, then let's see how the conversation goes. Yeah. Because no, I, I just yeah. No, yeah, I, just, I, I hear what you're saying, right? Because right now it's, it, it is the conversation is very one-sided and something like that happening will will change the conversation. And you're, I think you're right. The sexism comes into it huge. And, and to your point, right, it was just like when females weren't allowed to run in marathons and, you know, the list goes on and on, right? It's there. There's been so many people that have said this person can't do that or these people can't do that. And it goes beyond sex, right? It's beyond gender. Um, but it's, you know, at what point do we get where it's just there's an acceptance and we understand that, you know, people are going to be who they are and, and accept it. I don't know if that ever happens. Maybe I'm living on a rainbow somewhere where I think there's a, a time when it will. But um, the last the last question I, I have for this is, so for those that are either transitioning or parents of or coaches, um, I don't want to oversimplify it, but really, you know, this, what are, you know, you deal with a lot of race relations, but um, so I'm going to kind of pick, take you out of your element a little bit with this question. 
Well, other than the typical, you know, get knowledge, you know, become educated, what else do people need to know, right, so that they can have a better understanding of, of what's kind of happening? I, I think you got to begin with the person, if you know. Yeah. And I put a big asterisk by if you know, because the one thing I know is already happening. It's already happening. There are a lot of young people out there that are transitioning. Young. All over the world. Mm -hmm. And none of us would ever know. So I would say if someone takes the step to make it known or if it's known because, let's say, they started transitioning in high school, it's just having a conversation with them because everyone's journey is so different. It's so different, and I think that's also what's so mind-boggling about this, because you have those where they want to completely transition, change genitalia, everything. You have those that don't want to do that. But then from the outside, sometimes the view is, well, if you didn't change your genitalia, then how are you now? And it just, so it goes back to you have to have that conversation. So for, for athletes, I mean, excuse me, for coaches, for parents, for booster clubs, for all of those that are that are involved in, in athletics, it's it's having that conversation and just asking the person, maybe asking them some questions and coming out and saying, hey, I'm really interested in you. You know, I'm interested in you, and I want to be the best advocate for you, and I want to help and I want to understand. I think that right there opens the door to them helping you as they go through this journey, because there's no one answer. And everybody's journey is so different. And then the other part of it that makes it so different is money. Well, um, that, that, you know, I said that was my last question, but I think I have a, a follow-up last question because money, money is where I was going to go next. Because how do you, how do we, how do they, how does everyone guard against someone who is trying to, take advantage of, of this. So I use this one example and I'm honest, I don't know if it was real or if it was a joke because it was on social media, but there there's a story of a high school basketball player. He's a boy. And he said, I was heading into my senior year. I had zero scholarship offers. And um, I decided that um, I identified more with a woman and I played my senior year on the girls team. And, I got 22 scholarship offers. Now, that I don't know why that story seemed to fly under the radar a little bit. I didn't see it picked up very much. That's why I say I'm, I'm not sure the validity of the story. However, there's going to be that case, right, that comes up somewhere at some point. Um, how do we guard against that? Or can we guard against that? Yeah, I don't know if you can guard against that because it, I, I countered with this. You know, going back to this, the um, the the example that I gave you about skeleton. So this particular person, um, basically, they changed country affiliations to make the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've, now I, I, that's that's happened a few times, right? That's that's. I don't. Know if it's so right. rare, but it's not new. No, it's not new, but how, but to me, how is that really any different? 
because you couldn't make the team for a certain country. Right. So then you now are on the team for this other country because in essence it was easier for you to get in with the other country. Yeah. That's why they did it. And now, so I, I mean I, to I mean but that's accepted. I'm right. what that with the example you gave that has happened with race. There are many examples of that where someone will claim to be something there are, there's examples of of that too with family contribution to a school will mm-hmm. then lead a university to maybe offer some kind of exemption or something, some special program or such to the child of a donor. Um, you know, there's already pro- things in place where people can kind of, you know, legally, I say, quote, unquote, go, the, go through the, the, the side door. It's just with transgender, I think, because it's such a, it's so, it's it just the whole concept is, is mind-blowing to many because they don't get it. Right. Although this is not new, it's not like transitioning started in the past five years. Um, I, I <laughs> right. Think well, if you read some reports, <laughs> if you read some reports, it feels like, yeah, people just decided to do this two, three years ago. But yeah, it's something that's just always been the case, right? Yeah, for sure. It's been going on forever. Yeah. I mean, even, even um, you know, Caitlyn Jenner talked about when she was a child, she knew. Right. You know, yeah. I, I don't know her exact age right now, but I want to say she's over the age of 70. I, I think least, she is in her Yeah, 70s. I think at least, at least yeah, it's got to be at least in the mid-60s, if not 70. I think you're right. Yeah. So it's like if if she felt that way, there's no she wasn't the only person. So people have felt like this for many years. It just it wasn't accepted. Um, I, I think it's a a valid concern, but I think it's a concern. Period. If that's if that's a pain point, then you have to explore what can we do because we saw what happened with the whole um, collegiate scandal with the families that discovered the invisible door. Yeah, exactly. Right. Celebrities are celebrities are paying to get kids that don't even want to be university students to get them into the, these schools. And yeah, so here's a like I said, if that story was real, here's someone who admittedly said, oh, I only did it because I wanted the scholarship. That's horrible. Right. Like that's that that cheats everyone who's, you know, truly you know, going or transitioning and going through that, when I say going through that, because it's still tough, right, from a, uh, from a mental standpoint, you're cheating all those people out of, you know, the, their truth, just because you couldn't get a scholarship one way. So that, it almost upsets me. It does upset me anytime someone tries to cheat the system, but, right, that's why I brought it up. It's, it's almost impossible because you're really just saying, well, identify as this, right? So it's, it's it's going to be one of the tough ones because we know when we look specifically at collegiate sports, the scholarships and the amount, you know, I know you started to allude to the money, right? It's millions and millions of dollars that are at play here. And, um, you know, if you ask me not to go too far into collegiate sports, but it's something that they're going to start getting paid to do at, at one way or another. I think that's the road uh, that the NCAA has to take. So now you're talking about actual true money, not just scholarships, 
right? So it's, I, I feel like it's going to become a bigger issue uh, moving forward, not a smaller one. I, I, I agree. I think because we're talking about we're competition for resources. It's just yeah. hands down competition for resources. And so then the emotions flare. There's, I mean, there's so much that just gets out there and it becomes like a, a zero sum game. Yeah. You know, we allow you to compete. Well, then that means I'm losing something. Correct. Instead of we're all winning. It's nope. It's, there must be something I'm losing, something I'm losing, something I'm losing. So um, it's, it's, it's extremely unfortunate. I mean, but then, you know, that leads to a whole nother conversation on just collegiate sports. And I mean, personally, I believe that they're grossly uh, just overlooked and, and, and treated poorly and things of that nature. But again, it, it, it speaks to resources and other things because for many, for many, that's it, right? That's their last hurrah. So that's what Dr. Kizzy Dominguez and I think about transgender athletes. But what do you think? Send me your comments to anthonyk at sportsfluent.com or join us on social, sports underscore fluent on Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, are you fluent?